Hey everybody, it's Thursday night and I just knocked my pop filter right the fuck out of the way of the microphone and now we sound like buttholes. Buttholes. And I'm Riff. <laughs> and I'm Hotsta. Alright, I'm Jake. How's it going, guys? <laughs> Pretty good. Okay. <laughs> How have you been? Uh, it's recover- been two weeks since our from the last confession. Plague. Yeah, did I even t- mention that I that, like was... I guess I did not have pneumonia, but uh, Melissa did, and you were just knee deep in mucus. Oh yeah, I was just Ooh. knee deep in mucus, and so I. But that was unrelated. That was a second <laughs> job a you took on the side, mucus waiter. Yeah, we had a we had a failure in our mu- mucus pipes at the house. <laughs> yeah, oh, the, mu- the hot mucus and cold sewer running mucus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Hmm. I mean, the really, if if that was the system, having it waist deep would be a a real success of that system not a failure of it right it's the it would be a failure of the drain i mean we have hot and cold running water in houses and if we have if we are waist deep in water i I would not call that a success but what was your goal like what if you had something's working you were filling up a really big bathtub (laughs) okay yeah if you were using it to fill up a pool that would be a success although a waist deep pool is kind of a shitty pool also a pool full of mucus Waste deep in waste. You guys, we put in a bakery. Yeah. yeah. That had been in the works for a really long time. I started working on the skeleton store and the and the uh, overgrown lot and the bakery all at the same time. I was going to roll them out all at once, and I was like, oh, this will take like a day. And uh, no, it's like months. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't working on it the whole time, but... Uh, it takes a long time to bake things. It does. Yeah. And we wouldn't want to release some some content that's half baked. The uh, am I right? The 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 creep, which everyone agrees is the best joke, uh, was one of yours. Hot stuff. Oh, that's nice. So well done. Thanks. Well done. How do you pronounce it? Creep. Yeah, I'm just I'm just I'm gonna leave it in your head to be pronounced because <laughs> I I pronounced it both both different ways in my head when I was thinking about it. When I wrote the description for that. I was under the impression that those top, those stove things that you use for cooking crepes rotated. No. Uh, they do not. I, no. I realized that going back and reading it, I thought, what was I thinking? You could probably design a version that rotated, but the you have the little thing that you s- rotate on your instead. Little, your little crepe squeegee. Yeah. Yeah. Squeegee is a good word for it. Cape squeegee was the sequel to Cape Fear. Oh. Actually, Creep Fear was the... You know, uh, they do that thing where it's like porn versions of movies, but it's like <laughs> bread versions of movies. <laughs> it's Crepe crepe Fear. That's always a fun game. Coming like, up with in version of... Yeah, just bread. Bread. No, just bread. Just bread. Not, not bread. bread is a just fun bread. game. Yeah. Just replacing... Fear and, fear and loafing in Las Vegas. There you go. Uh, nice. Hey. But that's just sort of about like people who... Oh, we're not on drugs. We're just lazy. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I think that people were having fun. I saw a lot of people in newbie talking about, talking about, uh, the, the new bakery in the, in the chat. And that uh, seems like a good place for them to be talking about it. It's not a thing that like serious players are going to mess with, but it is a thing that I think is really good for new players to just have some stuff to do. So Um, is this, is this our, is this like the end of the current package of newbie content? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't actually have a really good sense anymore of when people start in their arc as a player running out of stuff to do. Hmm. Or whether, you know, when it seems like they've run out of stuff to do, right? Because the the experience of somebody who's been playing for a really long time is so dramatically different than the experience of a new player. Yeah. And 
I always it always strikes me when I play like a new challenge path or whatever how slow leveling is if you don't know what you're doing, and this was kind of uh, the point of these new zones, the skeleton store and the bakery and the overgrown lot, were to sort of deal with that a little bit. Um, because there's some stuff in there that a serious player would never go out of their way to get, like those potions that make you level up faster. Uh, right. But that would be really useful for somebody who was just dicking around. Because like everything in there is like pretty high drop rates and stuff. So you get a lot of stuff if you go there. It's just that there's no reason for a serious player to ever go there at all. So it kind of doesn't matter how generous we are with it. I mean, I guess that was also true of some of the early zones. If you're a serious player, are you allowed to have fun? No, I don't think you are. Interesting. No, I think you're you're only allowed to do whatever the most optimal and efficient thing is at okay. any given moment. Um, speaking of new new uh, people, I uh, decided I, I added that feature to the questions app thing that we use for for reading the questions that people submit. That I could like prioritize certain questions oh. and make a kind of a playlist of stuff. And uh, what I decided to do because I, I I've been thinking about this a lot because somebody who doesn't really know anything about KOL listened to the podcast recently and described it to me as five minutes of dick jokes followed by forty five minutes of gibberish. <laughs> uh, and and I I was I've been thinking about it a lot in the time since then and. We're in this weird... I thought you were going to say, we really need to up that to 15 yeah, minutes we really of dick need jokes, 15 minutes, 15 minutes of dick jokes, so go, guys. <laughs> uh, so, it, it strikes me that, like, the number of people that listen, our other podcasts get more and more listeners over time. Mm-hmm. This one just gets less and less over time. And I think Fewer. that is because, less listeners, uh, because I think of our listeners as... Uh, a, a, a quanti- not a non-quantifiable like, noun, yeah, okay. like water. Yeah, anything, anything you can drown in. So water, okay. pussy, uh, um, money. Yeah, mucus. Uh, <laughs> Easily. Well, you really can drown in mucus. Uh, yeah, your, you can. Your, own, your own vomit. Um, I would like to vomit fewer, please, doctor. See, that doesn't sound right at all. Right. Okay. So, Uncountable. It it strikes me that the Monday show. I think which was just way more me and Mr. Skullhead just fucking around. The Mm -hmm. questions that people submitted were just goofy things like that. I think being every other show in the podcast feed probably made it. So half of the people who tried to start listening to the podcast at least didn't just think, what the fuck do any of these words mean? Because they didn't already know everything. And like, it, it's fine that the show is for like a niche of people who already know what they're doing, but it's also like, annoying to think that no new people will ever start listening to the podcast like it, they could go back and listen from the very beginning listen from the very beginning suddenly yeah, have a context for everything i don't know if that's actually true yeah, like i, I think you'd have I to you'd have to also be playing that. the game for 10 years while you were oh, doing that's that. true because all the things that they'd hear even if they were interested in the game would mm. be inaccurate and out of date because there's never been a thing where we like explain stuff and i don't want to i think that makes the show worse right right but it was nice having that split of the like this used to be the like technical show for like serious player nerds and the other one was the like fun show for you know the community or whatever okay not that the not that the serious player nerds aren't part of the community but the whole caster community does what does play that's that's true that's true um and uh the people were right about chevy chase like he's a real real dick <laughs> he looks like but ben franklin now yeah 
But I don't think he's as I don't think he's as cool as Ben Franklin. Well, which which age Ben Franklin? Because he sort of, Ben Franklin like, sort of went through a a progression. Like like how you imagine he looks when you think about Ben Franklin, like Ben Franklin Portly on the hundred dollar bill. Portly and like bald on top, but hair on the sides, yeah. and that's yeah. a that is man. I, sometimes I wish I could go bald so that I could rock that look. Yeah, <laughs> no, actually no. <laughs> I don't. I'm not aware of Ben Franklin ever looking like anything else. I've I've never seen a picture of a young Ben. Franklin. <laughs> you think he was born? He had some sort of like weird progeria that didn't age him faster, but that was what he looked like <laughs> and the size he was when he emerged from the womb. <laughs> you've never you've never seen the TV show Adventures of Young Benjamin Franklin? Oh no, <laughs> but I oh that'd be amazing. I bet. Yeah, wow, it really would be. Yep. If he, mm, man, just a totally fictionalized account of Ben Franklin's life where, like, you know, this was the, t- it's like Forrest Gump, except not stupid. <laughs> and and also he's a time traveler. Okay. Mm, nice. Yeah. And that's why, that's part of the, it was a time travel accident that made him that age of the entire, I learned recently, and I don't know if this was made up or not, uh, that Benjamin Franklin had, like, crazy swelled up gout foot, like the guy huh. in Mad Max. Huh. Gout foot. So yeah, I don't know. Guess he didn't get up early enough to <laughs> avoid that health oh. problem. Mm. Anyway, I remember also reading a letter uh, that he wrote to somebody where he talked about this proposal that you could, upon your death, be pickled uh, <laughs> and preserved until they found a cure for what had killed you. So wow. just super early uh, cry- cryogenic fantasy. Has that? That has never, like, we have not gotten to the point where we have unfrozen some, someone from cry, cryo sleep. No, I don't think they solved their problem. I don't think they can, right? Because they can, they can freeze stuff fast, but they can't thaw it. They have, they have, the first technology that they have to develop is the ability to thaw it without Destroying the, the, the thawing process of the ice just turning all of the, the brains into mush. Huh. That might just not ever happen. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, maybe the freezing, maybe the freezing just fuck, fucks it all up. Too, yeah, I think right? I, like, I've heard that a lot of the early people frozen that way are just never going to be recoverable because they weren't frozen the way they would have to be frozen. What if your brain got freezer burned and then they did revive you and just everything smelled like freezer burn and everything looked like freezer oh. burn and felt and tasted like freezer burn all the time and all you wanted was to just be dead again? <laughs> that seems like what would happen. Yeah, probably. If you were just trapped in freezer burn hell. The, I liked Transmetropolitan's take on it, where it was like, yeah, we can fix all this shit, but you are not going to like the world. Yeah. So, welcome you're, back. You're not going to your... like the world, and you don't have any money to fix that problem with, and we're not going to give you any. <laughs> yeah, and you don't know how anything works, so you're not yeah. going to be able to get a job, and here is maybe like a horrible homeless shelter for you to kill yourself with drugs in. But the, I thought the, the fantasy was that you left a penny in a bank account, and then... <laughs> Speaking of which, Benjamin Franklin did that. He He bequeathed like a thousand dollars to two different cities th- with the caveat that it wasn't allowed to be touched for 200 years. Oh, whoa. And those, those loans were recently cashed in for like millions of dollars. Huh. Nice. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Welcome to the Benjamin Franklin cast. Anyway, I, I pulled out a bunch of questions that are general interest. <laughs> just, stuff uh, just about and, Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> yeah. That are about Benjamin Franklin. Uh, so here's, here's one. Uh, a naked Jew writes. So information pertinent to your Noah and Abraham discussion, uh, presumably this question came in January of 2014. So okay. this was a discussion that we had at some point then. Uh, Noah came 10 generations before Abraham. The one whose daughters got him drunk to fuck him was Abraham's nephew, Lot, after he and his daughters escaped from Sodom, and the girls thought it was the end of the world and they had to repopulate. Also, wow. nobody was a Jew until the giving of the Torah at Sinai. The people who left Egypt were the Israelites, not Jews until a bit later. 
I think we've all learned something. I think today. we have I all learned something. Have, yeah. Uh, Hamfish wrote, I was just listening to the last Monday show. Again, this is from January of 2014, guys. Uh, given that most of my friends call me Ham, short for Hamish, I just wanted to join in uh, because we were talking about biblical names. It's fun to pretend I was named after a biblical figure rather than the Scottish equivalent of a joke name. I wonder what Hamish is a joke about. He's like, oh, that guy's kind of like Ham. I would describe him as being a little Hamish. Uh, <coughs> Frederick KV2 says, what is your favorite morning egg dish? Like M O U R N I N G, like a funeral oh. egg bake. No, not that's not really what he's. Hard boiled egg with a black band around it. <laughs> like veiled deviled eggs, deviled eggs, but with caviar <laughs> instead of deveiled eggs. Oh, terrible. Oh, deveiled eggs. Oh, yes. Nice. Yes. Although that'd be like a wedding. That's something you'd eat at a wedding. Defrocked eggs. <laughs> Defro- de- <laughs> deflowered eggs. eggs. Yeah. Mm. Uh, you know, I like a I like a, an exotic treat from my homeland uh, that we call a fried egg. Mm. Yeah, I made fried eggs for the first time the other day because uh, I'd never. I just don't ever eat fried eggs, and um, Melissa was sick in bed and asked for me to make her some fried eggs and i was like i can you were like how do you want your eggs and she was like unfertilized uh-huh. <laughs> uh and it was not that that bad yeah i don't know well, i was I, high praise buddy I, do you not <laughs> do you not normally eat a lot of eggs i i will like when i make eggs i either scramble them or make like an omelet yeah um, i i generally do scramble because i like to put some stuff in there like you know yeah. cut up bits of whatever but uh, a fried egg sandwich is really good. Yeah, that's true. If I'm not eating, if I'm not having, uh, if you like do, if you toast. make a fried egg sandwich, does do you have to make the yolk not runny? Eh, by preference, runny. yeah. Well, yeah, preference. Okay. You want it kind of runny in in my. Be often, opinion. you'll often break it. You won't. It won't be whole. It's not like you take a bite of it and then it's just like. like I've, I often had fried eggs like as a breakfast food, uh, and then just you soak up all the the bread all the yolk with but like yeah. bread which seems like yeah. a good plan that's what toast is for i see in good times <laughs> wait in fried eggs in oatmeal it'll be on your side forevermore that's what toast is for i don't toast is not good in oatmeal that seems really <laughs> gross actually just like an oatmeal sandwich oh, the greatest yeah, I thing <laughs> i could imagine a good oatmeal sandwich it would be very hearty but like an oatmeal that had a lot of like sugary bits in there, or like apple, apple oatmeal or something would be. And then it was on like raisin bread. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah I guess raisin raisin sure. bread with some raisin bread with some sweet oatmeal spread on it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I recently slices. bought. I bought a jar of Nutella, and that shit is good, but like it's just not good for you. Like yeah. there's just no way to pretend that you're eating anything that's even vaguely healthy. Uh, Dr. Capitalism was asking for a uh, a spooky Halloween name uh, in his question that came in March 28th of 2014, <laughs> uh, which shows how appropriate we are with our dates there. Suicide, I'm suggesting Dr. Capitalism. Ooh. How uh, I learned to love Dr. Capitalism. <laughs> I was going to say Dr. Communism. Ooh. That's, that's the Red good. Scare. You guys, good. We, good. We are, we, like... <laughs> Our, our spooky name game is strong. Yeah, well, it's been it's been months since we've used it. It right? has been. Yeah, it's, it's good. I guess that's a muscle <laughs> that you need to rest, as opposed to an art you need to practice. 
Uh, let's see. Smile Orphea says, or said in March of 2014, maybe I'm silly for not knowing, but what's with that's ridiculous, that's not even funny with the number 11? P.S. I love you guys, all of you. Well, thanks, Smile Orphea. I hope you are still alive. It's been a while since this question came in. That is, I guess a lot of people don't know this because we haven't explained it recently. There is a Negative Land song called Time Zones where uh, there's a man talking about how ridiculous it is that there are 11 time zones in the Soviet Union in a recording from a time when that was true. Although I think it's true think again. It, yeah, I think it became Russia. I think Russia... Recently. Well, no, I mean, there's no such thing as the right. Soviet Union, right. but like, I think that Russia now has 11 time zones in it again. Um, but the weird thing is they only span f- between five hours. So it's very confusing. No, I'm just making that up. But there are time zones that are off by half an hour or even 15 minutes from the neighboring time zone because, like, Pakistan refuses to have the same time as India or whatever. That kind of thing. Time zones and sage zones and rosemary zones. Uh, Let's see. F says, Jick, what art for the game were you the most drunk while drawing that you can remember? You know... I quit. I know this was a joke question, but... Uh, you stopped working drunk? I stopped working drunk after the first year or so. Did you stop working blue? Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's uh, why I all stopped. the art is in black and white now. Right, yeah. It used to be It used to be done in a blue ink pen. It's also cheerier. Yeah. Uh, I stopped working the gherkin. Uh, I, I used to, like, and hot stuff you remember this yeah like the, the, you Those used to be able times. to trick me into getting a lot of work done when i would come home from the bar and i would be like all right i think i might go to bed and you're like no work i'm like uh okay and then i would just do something for five hours uh, this was just when like because it was i was still in boston at that point and i was just up at 4 a.m or yeah, something well that's because you're a monster yeah <laughs> i like a vampire specifically the vampire kind of monster <laughs> okay i think that is only active at night Right, you're a you're you're nocturnal. Yeah, I remember one specific instance of that where I convinced you that it was a good idea to make all the tiny plastics in one evening. And That's you were like, true. And you did. were like, you did it, and you're like, why did I do this? This was hours and hours and hours of work. Yeah, it was. I had to draw thirty. I had to <clears> draw <throat> and describe and create like thirty-two items. Yeah, in, or even more. It was a lot. Which that doesn't seem like a lot now, but the tools weren't nearly as good. That was before we hired gym and so we didn't mm. have the spindlers for quickly adding content yeah you were just like adding them in the database. yeah i was just inserting rows manually in in the sort of generic database tool that i still use for some stuff but almost nothing anymore like no actual game content huh it's weird Our, i think about it still takes us about the same amount of time to make content that it did 10 years ago it's just that it's so much more stuff now hmm like, there's so much more to it because as our tools have improved and it has gotten way faster to work on stuff, we've also just piled more. The, what stuff is is just more than it used to be. Yeah. Right. Uh, Jackie W. Uh, wrote a... Uh, this is this is a kind of an interesting question. How long do you think or wish KOL will last for? It has already exceeded the 10-year lifespan of most MMOs. I would want to see your thoughts on the matter. I don't think that MMOs actually have a 10-year lifespan. I think you stop hearing about them. And they, go, they definitely go under sometimes time time. sometimes they go under but, but they'll do that like, sooner than 10 years just as easily as they will. Sure. But like once I think once it's established, like Ultima Online is still running. You just never hear about it. No is like it? Ma- yeah. Huh. And that's one of the going oldest. on 20 years. 
Huh. Like, and you don't, it doesn't get any press. The mainstream press isn't going to talk about it. And even like niche computer game press isn't really going to talk about it. I guess I meant the mainstream Did Ultimate press. Online predate EverQuest? Yes. Okay. Yeah, by quite a bit, I think. Let's, uh, let's look this up. <clears throat> Ultima Online. She Googled. Uh, 97. Yeah, so it is, it is okay. 18 years old. Um, I don't know, you is, know. Is it still bringing in enough money to justify its existence? When we, when we were at that, uh, game developers conference in Austin in like 2006 or 2007, Seven, I think. um, Ultima Online had a 10 or 12 person team. Okay. And was profitable with a 10 or 12 person team. Okay. Like I remember learning that at that point. So I think what happens is that, you know, and it's kind of like what's happened with KOL, like people play and then they just stick around because they're invested in it. And the kind of people who are going to stick around for 10 years, yeah. why wouldn't they stick around for 12? And I mean, for a lot of people, it becomes like a glorified chat system. And yeah. A lot of people, fun. I think, just continue to give us money because they like us. I mean, the, the number of people who just like asked us, can you please set up a subscription service so that I can just sign up for it and then forget so that I just automatically give you money whether I'm playing or not. Right. And I felt kind of bad about that. But then I thought, wait a minute, <laughs> that money could be turned into goods and services. <laughs> Keep us alive. You know, I'm, I'm no longer afraid of it it shutting down like i've already like the thing that i was afraid of was never like the business going under it was like having to lay off my friends and like i've already had to do that a bunch and it's like you know what you can live through it like and it'll be sad but it's not like it used to just like keep me up at night like worrying about how it was all how it was all gonna end but and now it's your shoulder right yeah (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) how is this gonna bend for me to pick up a cup of coffee. You know? Wow. If you got, if you just like got up in your head about like, how do my joints work? That would, I feel like that would just be debilitating uh, as you just were just like, I, how do I, how does it work when I pick something up? It doesn't make any sense. There was a, <clears throat> a one actual, feel weird. one right? actual funny Garfield comic strip that I remember encountering as a kid was a John just asks uh, Garfield, Hey, when you walk, do you move two of your legs at the same time in pairs, or do they all move independently of each other? And then Garfield just looks down at his feet and is like, I'll never walk again. I'm like, that was actually <laughs> That's hilarious. Like, that was a pretty good that was a pretty good gag. Sure. I don't know. You know, Did I, you see I, that? I think it's possible that Garfield is among uh, the finest literature ever <laughs> created uh, by an American, at least. Did you see that? Uh, it's no asterisk and obelix. True. That true. infographic riff that was the like Garfield over the ages, and it like extrapolates out. <laughs> yeah, but it's forward and back. Yeah, <laughs> it's no. pretty good. <laughs> we'll put that in the show notes. Yes. Oh shit, we don't have show notes. No. Yep. We'll put it in the show notes for video games hot dog. Okay. <laughs> we'll bring it up again. Baron von Bick Penlord says, "Do you record in stereo? I swear, I can sometimes hear one person jumping from right to left channels mid sentence. It can be disconcerting. Ooh. No, I think that your headphones are just Ooh. cursed." Or maybe broken. Elfin says, you guys often joke about editing stuff out from the podcast, but do you ever actually edit stuff out? Is there anything you can talk about now that you edited out earlier? Thanks, Elfin. Well, I'm going to edit out that annoying noise that Riff just made. (laughs) We will. So sometimes if somebody spoils something that I did not want spoiled, uh, then I will cut it out. We we used to have a way to mark 
Almost never happens. Yeah, back when I was back when I was recording directly into the program that I used to oh, edit. Is the that podcasts. no longer true? Um, no, no. There is there is a way to mark in the oh, that we have now. Yeah, but it wouldn't transfer across. Like when right. all I get is the raw oh, audio files if... to put into the thing that I used to edit it with. So you just can't. There's not any way to put that kind of metadata in a wave file or an AIF. I'm surprised that we have never made the joke. Oh, we can just cut that out apropos of nothing. Because that seems like it'd be kind of funny. Oh, yeah. Uh, hmm. um, every once in a while, I will make a joke that I think is too offensive or huh. it, that it, it not like, you know, I don't I mean, like if I, I'm, I'm not going to be like, oh, that joke is too racist or whatever, because, you know, there's no such thing. You can never be too, <laughs> too rich or too thin or too racist. Uh, but if I if I say something that in on reflection is mean about a person, oh, I see. then I will often just be like, ah, you know what? I the the world is not any better as a result of that having been said. So I'm just. Do you gonna... ever edit out silences? No, it's you go nuts if you start doing that. Like every editing everything starts to take forever okay. because you could always make it better. You could always make it punchier, and it's just it's mm-hmm. yeah, it's maddening. Podcast like, podcast this is, becomes a five minute thing. I mean, it's why like a life well wasted does an episode every ten years <laughs> at this point. Because <laughs> not only do you have to because it's not just about like removing the space and concaten every concatenating everything you also have to kind of cleverly manage the way you do it so you don't get like weird pops and things right ah uh, yeah the Cole wrote an the article software about that, how when he does that he has to do like fade ins and outs to get it to not sound weird yeah re- the program that i use automatically uh, does some like envelope adjustment on the volume of stuff when you so like if I want to like I will on video games hot dog especially in the first couple minutes because that's when we're kind of getting used to the conversation lag of the recording distance mm-hmm. like I'll just cut like usually in between you saying I'm riff and Jim saying I'm Jim and just there didn't need to be two seconds of silence there like and just cutting it and dragging it it kind of automatically the software that I use automatically cleans that up and I feel like yeah fun. I feel like smart yes. software always can match the waveform so that it doesn't so it's not discontinuous the the problem gets to be like when you and you are talking at the same time like you can't always edit the tracks uh, the yes. same and so i tend to only do edits where you are keeping the tracks the the sort of synced. relative yeah they're still synced up like right. because it's just hard otherwise like and and then you end up with like oh this chunk of this track and this chunk of this track in the future are like grouped in a way that editing something later fucks up something earlier and i don't notice that until right. it's published and then it's just annoying um but yeah i don't especially the kol show i don't even listen to before i put it out because it's just you know it is what it is maybe that's part of why it uh, doesn't have as many listeners is because I kind of don't, don't give care. a shit about it. Uh, but, uh, you know, the quality. I mean, uh, you know, I'll still do the noise reduction and, and the dynamic compression and stuff. Like, I don't want it to sound bad, but I'm not going to spend a lot of time editing it for content. You know, we don't put notes up about it. And, right. And I just don't I don't think we would. You know, it came from such a weird place because it was a broadcast show. I think for so long people enjoy learning things about the game from the podcast but they do not listen to it as much because the there are a lot of people who read that forum thread yeah people will do transcripts and i mean it's another source of news right right? it is a kind of it's a it's a little bit of a social media presence i guess soul knight uh, wrote 
I'm going to do this and then I'll get to the one that's relevant to this. Where do you see KOL in five years? Would you sell to a large company if offered like Oculus did with Facebook? Uh, no, I would not sell it. I would rather, I would rather slowly go out of business than, than have somebody else. If, so if Zynga offered you like a hundred million dollars for KOL. Oh, for, I, I would absolutely do it for a hundred million dollars. Okay. Like if I did it, if, if there's just no way that that would happen. Like if, if. So there is some. There is a threshold which if somebody offered us enough choice. money that we could, that we could keep the band together and make whatever games we wanted for the rest of our lives, I would be an idiot to not take that, but it just would never happen. Okay. Like we got one absurd lowball acquisition offer very early on. And I was just like, you know, go to hell. I didn't. I just said, no, thanks. It's like, but don't, don't burn those bridges. No, <laughs> I said, no, thanks. Fuck face. But it was fine. He, he liked it. Um, and it was just like a guy. It wasn't even, it, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it probably wasn't even a real offer. Just like some guy was like, I'll give you 40 bucks for your company. I'm like, ah, oh, sweet. An acquisition offer. We've hit the big time. <laughs> I said, no, thanks. Fuck face. He's like, see you later. Uh, big Ninja says last week, you guys, and this was last week as of 420, uh, 2014, you guys talked about KOL and social media, uh, Twitter and Facebook. And from my perspective, it feels like KOL hardly maintains a presence on social media at all. My friends rarely, if ever mention or post about KOL. So those are two different things though, right? What are us having a presence on Facebook doesn't correspond with other people talking about us on Facebook. True. They could, they could be related though. Like we, we talked about the idea of adding hooks into KOL where somebody could share something on Twitter or Facebook mm. as an opt in thing. And you seemed on board with that idea, but then we never actually followed. Through. Yeah. And I think that's less, I mean, I think that is, it suddenly becomes a thing that we have to maintain as Facebook changes their APIs every sure. 45 seconds yeah. to stop people from doing <clears throat> stuff like that. And I also just don't know but if it's an opt in thing, people like they're, they're always going to let people have apps that do that. Yeah. It's on a super opt in basis, right? Like they just don't want anything that's automated yeah. shit p- p- posting yeah. to everybody else's yeah. walls and stuff. Maybe I just, I also don't know how much, how much value there is in just a bunch of out of context stuff. I was thinking the other day that it would be cool if when you got a new trophy, it gave you an option to Twitter that. Because not only is that more of a presence for us on Twitter, but part of what's cool about trophies is bragging to people that you got one. Yeah, it's um, you know, I wonder how easily we. I mean, that that those hooks exist all over the place, and all we have to do is turn them on, and then say, you know what, if you don't like this, just we'll yeah, put do, in a don't, checkbox don't, in the yeah, options, like yeah. like n- d- eliminate all social media hooks. Mm-hmm. You buttholes. You can even put that on the name of the option. Uh, anyway, Big Ninja continues. That said, the most engagement I've ever seen was when Scully gave away that hot chocolate. Uh, there were mentions of KOL on Facebook, Twitter, and Reddit, and I shared the announcement on my own Facebook as well. Would it be possible to do more random giveaways like that as a way to increase visibility on those media? I imagine that this is something that could be automated with minimal dev time. That, I think, is a good idea. I'm reluctant to do it because it, I'm, I like, just hate promoting <laughs> anything. I think it would get old if we did... Yeah, a lot of it. Something that I actually do kind of want to do and make like this feels quasi shitty to me, but I don't actually think there's anything wrong with it is like, okay, so one of these days there's going to be a familiar that is for sale in Mr. Store for one day and it's like three bucks and it's just a thing to collect and this is it. And then we, you know, does that violate the like the no more one day April Fool's things that we 
said we wouldn't do again? Well, we said we wouldn't do the specific thing that we did, which is that have an item of the month. We we would say oh, we that would it was say, available uh, for one day. We wouldn't, yeah, we wouldn't like, present it yes, as an item of the month. We wouldn't present it as though it was a thing that was going to be there and then like, ah, just kidding. Right. Which is what we did. And I felt, you know, I, like, and well, it was fine. Give people it was warning that it was coming. Yeah, I think so. And then just try to do a little bit of an actual like awareness push and just see like, is this thing that makes people mad? Like, probably. I mean, probably people <laughs> probably. will be like shitheads about it on the forums. Anyway, I, you know, I just, I don't know. I'm curious. I'm curious if that would accomplish anything. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, because it's also like, again, because the, because the donation currency and the game currency are so fungible, it's also not really like, you know, this thing is not, it's three bucks or a pile of meat, right? And people will buy extras to, so you'll always be able to get one. On the player, player economy, economy later and like right. i don't actually think that's evil it feels it just feels gross to me because doing anything like especially doing anything like specifically to make money that's that's gross. What I'm like, because that's specifically just but i mean to... and I, you know i guess though that doing things to raise awareness of it so it's that also more people a... will play is also so that more people will give us money so that we can keep doing it mm-hmm. but that's, it's less, that's, a, that's it's the less like explicit. chicken or egg issue right like are we do we want more people so that we can get more money or do we want more people mm. so that we can have an audience to make this cool thing and we should have chicken well, I think or eggs both those dinner. things can be true sure yeah Florin writes Jick I started using RDO after hearing about it on here however I discovered a fatal flaw there is no Bob Seeger. how am I supposed to listen to old time rock and roll while turning the page in the east side story I'm reading in Kathmandu while working on my night moves hopefully you'll accompany me in complaining <laughs> about this Man, that was pretty good. That was good. I read that earlier, but I didn't realize that it had that whole powerhouse Bob Seger song list in it. Whenever I would hear the song Accompany Me as a kid, it was Someday Lady You'll Accompany Me. And I always read that sentence as him talking to a woman that he was referring to as Someday Lady. <laughs> Girl Friday and Someday Lady. Yes. Yeah. I like but how it was uh, someday. It was definitely someday and not Sunday, right? Uh, but it was just like this is the someday. Like he's a real nowhere man. She's a real someday lady. <laughs> like I just read it as an adjective rather than an. Is it an adverb? Like if, if it was like you'll accompany me someday, then someday is definitely an adverb. In sure. That's right. So I like, um, how, I like how Bob Seger's uh, stand-up songs are all really filthy. <clears throat> That's a Bob Saget joke. Oh, oh. J- okay. So that word just sounded like another word. Yeah. See, okay. Okay. And then then, then the uh, the funny idea of of stand-up songs as opposed to <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> like albums. Right. The the the, the sitcom theme songs that Bob Seger <laughs> right. They're so clean you never would have guessed that when he's when he's just standing up singing a song in a club it's like foul mouth. Yeah. Gotcha. Jolly Red Giant uh Oh, right. Uh, he pointed out another way to uh, go from the word dick to the word butt while only changing one letter at a time <laughs> and uh, and having all of the interstitial words be actual English words. You go dick, dice, dine, dins, bins, buns, bunt, butt. Nice. Yeah. It's nice that it's got buns in there. Yeah. yeah. I didn't. Uh, I didn't. I, re- I had apparently rejected his first one because it had the word bint, which no one knows. <sighs> the trick is to get the minimal ladder. Right, because like you can, given two words and, and and an arbitrary amount of time between the two, 
you can usually find some way to convert one to the other. But uh, can you do it in five moves? Can you do it in six moves? Baz Brian says, good sirs, may I submit a palindrome to you? Well, yes, you may. Marge lets Nora see Sharon's telegram. That's pretty good. That's saucy. Wow. That is a palindrome that passes the Bechdel test, (laughs) unless the telegram is about a man. (laughs) Can Can you read it again? Marge lets Nora see Sharon's telegram. Marge lets Nora see Sharon's telegram. Well, that's a lot of... pretty good one. Yeah. Thanks, Baz Brian. And Naked Jew says, You guys, I never got a spooky Halloween name. Please rectify this oversight. Love a Naked Jew. A Naked Jew in your closet. Uh, A ghostly Jew? Okay. (laughs) So, like, Elijah? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Sorry, I was writing down that palindrome. Um... (laughs) Did you write down the whole thing, Riff, or just the first half? Oh, that's a good point. I could have saved some time. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, uh, come back, Riff. To you, me. Know, I'll, I'll, you know, you know, you know. I'm not editing out these long silences. No, no. Keep just, just go ahead. I'll, I'll come up with one. Is it? it but if you get a lot of extra time, it also has to be a palindrome. Oh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Gleeb says, my kid cousin told me the best joke. What's yellow and goes up and down in an elevator? A banana? Some corn. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. You know, I mean, that's, there's, I've definitely seen corn in a grain elevator. Right. Like, that's a thing that happens all the time. It does go up and down. Okay. It goes up in an auger. No, I guess that's still. How about naked boo? Oh, there you go. That's that's good. Right. You've redeemed yourself. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, that was the. Diabolico says, I just wanted to say that I really, really love it when you fight with hot stuff on the air. That is quality radio and you keep me coming back and donating to your game. <laughs> Could we arrange some sort of luchador grudge match sometime? Yeah, we should figure out like something that some we know is going to start a fight and just, oh man, ne- for another one of these like special theme episodes, uh, I'll just, I'll prioritize a bunch of questions that I know are going to make us Super angry at each other. <laughs> <laughs> <You know. clears throat> like, I don't know, just anything that is the number 12. <laughs> right. <laughs> Jolson42 uh, says, I have an answer rather than a question. I recently asked why the plurals of Dr. Awkward's books were Pamela Anderson's. Didn't really get an answer. Not bitter, just saying. Anyway, you wondered how we could even know that. And then he explains that there's some weird thing you can do that. So Mr. Skullhead specifically used to do this a lot, where if there was an item that you could never get more than one of, he would put in a joke for the plural form of the item. And for a while, we would go back and forth just... He did one where it was a woman's name that sounded like the item in question. Okay. And then another one that was a woman that was similar to that woman. And then I think we started doing them, like, just going back and forth, like, slowly just drifting between similar women's names. Hmm. And somehow that evolved to Pamela Anderson? It got to Pamela Anderson's somehow. Okay. Yeah. Um but yeah, you weren't ever supposed to be able to see that, and that's uh, that's why it's there. I wonder how much of the pleasure of KOL comes from the fact that like we are leaving jokes for each other inside the game's tools. Do you know what I mean? Like, like taking joy in the thing that you're making, does that translate to taking joy in... Like producing a made? joyful thing for people? Yeah. yeah probably. I don't know if... Uh, I don't know if things are things are better when we're happy or not. Maybe. Hmm. I mean, I always kind of felt like people do a 
are better at their jobs when they're not miserable, but that might not be true, actually. Like, mm. I don't know. I don't know if my creative work is better or worse when I'm feel I like unhappy. If, if being excited about working on something makes you happy, there's definitely a correlation between being interested in what you're working on and doing good work on that. Yeah, thing. and like how much, how much, doing a lot of work and fast, especially. Yeah. Like being, there's right. always, there's always a moment when I'm working on a big thing that it's like, oh, okay, I see the shape of this now. And it's just a matter mm -hmm. of like making it. And it's like, ah, right, this is going to be good. Like, and that always, but I don't know if that stuff turns out better than the stuff that I just slog through hmm. because it has to be done. You know, sometimes I feel like a thing is pretty uninspired and then people really like it. And then sometimes I'm green card. Hmm? Green card. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm just saying words at random. Never mind. I'm sorry. I did nothing. Never mind. Oh yeah. Okay. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. Riff came up with a riff. Uh, sort of figured out the like magic keyhole for the <laughs> item of the month. Oh. Right. That now we're all going to put our dicks in and, <laughs> and just really enjoy working on this item of the month. Yeah. Um. Man, I only have one more day to do all the art. That sucks. I th I think you could draw a bunch of things. In anticipation of of what they might be, and you just then, draw one of everything. Well, and then you just have a file that you can work and assemble stuff. I, but I don't know what that even means. Do you not I, have? A I way also don't think that I get because I'm only we're going on vacation. We're going to we're going to. Oh right, to you can't. You're not going to have your PC. Yeah, I'm not going to have my PC. I see. You could um, draw a bunch of stuff that works generically, and then sub in more accurate art later. Yeah, I mean, I also think that if we just use, if I draw a kind of a framing picture that I can put existing art in, that's probably fine. And we'll end up doing some of that anyway. Like if I write a kind of a robust system for being able to put in like monster images and item images and text and stuff. I can also do a little bit of image stuff. If okay. Be. Okay. Uh, F says, I've been trying to find the Crimson Guard podcast, which means working my way backwards through the past couple of years. I'm happy to say that Jick is much less depressed now compared to around the time Word Realms was coming out. What was your secret for happiness? I was not working on Word Realms anymore. Yeah. <laughs> that was my secret. That was what made me a lot happier. Um, right after that, this was again many, many months ago. Uh, Hey, Jick, says Solazar, I'd like to ask a question or two about the early development stages of KOL. I know you probably talked about it on the podcast, but I never got to hear it. Yeah, and probably nobody else listening did either, so this is cool. One, how much experience with PHP, MySQL, and JavaScript did you have before setting out to create the game? Did you also have other programming experience? I did. Um, I mean, I had been like a database programmer professionally for years before I started, and so I knew how to do... Like, I basically knew how to make a database application. I was... I had a student employee job in the in these like computer science grad student laboratories. So there's almost never anything to do. And I had access to a web server space. So I just was like, I'm just going to learn PHP and MySQL. And I did so by making a couple of other games that were sort of technically online multiplayer games, but they were sort of serious. And I didn't like really. It was it. it they were fine and i mean I, I some of my friends played them and liked them and whatever but it was just like not it was not the kind of thing that i was going to be able to stay interested in really um and two uh how long did it take you before you had something you wanted to show to other people i actually sort of tricked myself <coughs> by kind of placing this demand on myself where i was only going to work on i was going to work on it for a week 
and I it needed to be playable. It needed to be something that you could play in a week, and then I was going to show it to people. And if nobody cared about it, then I could just drift away from it, and it wouldn't matter. But I thought I thought if people did care about it, then that their enthusiasm would drive my own, and that has just turned out to be entirely the case because that was you know thirteen years ago, hmm. uh, twelve years ago. Three. How much of the fundamentals of KOL existed at that time? Really, almost none. Like. There were a lot of conceptual fundamentals, though. Yeah, right? the, I mean, the basics of just like you click on a thing and then you see a little story about what happens. That was there, but there was no com- there were no fights. The the combat system oh. came months later. Um, did you still have stats? You did. They weren't really used for anything. Okay, but um, they existed. As they did concepts. exist. Like you know, food and booze existed, and you get you got more adventures for them. Uh, the the basics of just you know you have so many adventures to spend in a day and. That was all there. There was equipment, but it didn't do anything like this. Just, you know, there's a hat. And when you put it on, it says, okay, now you're wearing this hat. Right. Like there wasn't really a space to move around in. The the main screen was just kind of a menu of places that you could click on to, to get a little story about them. Just an assemblage of jokes, basically. Yeah. Just like you click this and then some numbers <clears throat> change and. So everything was just non-combat. Yeah. Okay. So, because I mean, like, so like some of the earliest stuff just talks about having had a fight, right? Like, yeah, yeah, it's like it just tells you a two sentence story about getting beaten up by something or beating beating something up, like, right? It's, yeah, okay, um, interesting. Thanks, and keep creating the good stuff, says Solazar. Well, thank you, and keep sending the good questions. Um, my time is really flying. This is a uh, it's kind of a long show, and I don't feel tired. Yep, it's good. <laughs> Pulling pulling stuff out of the uh, archives is uh, valuable. F says, uh, back to what Hot Stuff said about Jesus's pants size. Do you really consider a 33-inch waist to be rotund? I usually put that up in the 38 to 40 range. I happen to be a svelte 31-inch. I don't, uh, I feel like I'm a 34 and I don't consider that to be rotund. I was a 32 for like... Was entire- I making some sort of joke about Jesus's pants size Jesus's and his pants age? size, yeah, being his age, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Act your age, not your pants size. Jesus. It's a 2,000 inch. <laughs> uh, F also wrote, there hasn't been much mention of Jick or Hot Stuff hitting the climbing wall lately. Are you two getting out of shape? I know Riff can barely move from his weird diet, but that's pretty normal. <laughs> always remember what you look like in the reflection of your DS. Oh. Um, we, hit the, we hit the climbing the wall today. Is worse. More like it hit us, am I right? Oh, God. The... It, when you when you take a break from climbing and then you go back, eh, it's just it's just bad. I find in general the exact opposite to be true. When I take a break, I go back and I'm like, "Fuck yeah, I can do all of this without getting tired because I'm not like oh, what, the way that you, the way that we used to do it was too often because I would not, I would never really recover. Was it that was that when we were going three times? When a we week? were going three times a week, yeah. Okay, like I would never really recover, and so like I just never was at the capacity that I was at if I went every like after a week or two. Huh. Um, I felt great today. Um, I felt and I, and ruined. I, I mean, you know, I do other stuff. I'm swole as shit, F. Don't you worry about me. <laughs> I'm a dangerous hunk when I am. Uh, Riforama says, Jake, I was pretty surprised by your comments about never having made jello. The implication being that you've never made jello shots. What? If you gave it a try, I'm thinking you'd be pretty happy with the uh, orange jello plus half water, half vodka combination. The important bit to remember is to lower the total amount of liquid used so the jello ends up being solid enough to be eaten with your hands without turning into a mess. I don't need jello shots, man. Yeah, that's an interesting notion because I, I feel like jello shots, while 
something that people have probably experienced in their lives are not things that a lot of people have made, right? Like, yeah, I mean, it was definitely like a staple of parties for a while when we were like 22 or whatever. Yeah. Do you think that's just a, do you think that's a phase that every 22 year old set goes through or was that know. a period product of that particular time? I don't know. I mean, I like, I feel, I don't even I think very, about Jello as a food anymore. Right. Very early in my drinking career, I decided, you know what? Like, I don't need a game to tell me when to drink beer. The time to drink beer is just fucking always. Like, I don't need... After 5 p.m. I don't need, like, a... But for a while, like, when drinking was, like, new and a thing that, like, this is... What what are we going to do at the party? We're going to drink, you know? Oh, right. It was like, oh, well, let's do that in an interesting way. Let's, like, make a weird watermelon filled with vodka thing or, like, just, you know, like... You have, in your 30s, uh, made a wizard staff... Okay, that's true. Did you ever play Edward Forty Hands? I did not. Oh, okay. I totally want to, though, actually. But again, <laughs> that's just drinking beer, right? Sure. Like, it's not... But it is it is a game of sorts. It's not the kind of game that I'm talking about. The kind of the kind of game that I'm talking about like is the, like, you know, you're playing a card game, and whenever you fuck something up, like, you know, you, you're playing president or whatever, and, okay. like, whenever you violate one of the rules, you have to drink. It's like... Right. Pay att- drink. Paying attention to what the characters on TV do. Right. You know, Get Down, Mr. President is the worst drinking game. It really, yeah. It really is. <laughs> um, get Down, Mr. President. Oh, sorry. Uh, we impaled you on the broken martini glass that you were right. holding uh, when we tackled you. Um, Hamfish says, I mean, damned fish <laughs> says, I really like the whole El Vibrato thing, how the player who discovered the island was uh, honored in the game due to his role in unlocking it. Would you ever consider doing something like this again? What about something smaller, like an in-game competition and the winner gets a single item named after them? Or better yet, what if a similar to a custom avatar forum where you worked with the winners and had them design an item? Within reason, of course. Nothing uh, nothing powerful. I'm curious about your thoughts on this whole idea. Would it be something worth thinking about? Or is one, El Vibrato Island, enough for the kingdom? The thing is, the fact that the person that discovered that island was a, per- a player named El Vibrato, which totally just sounds like the name of a yeah. Caribbean island, was so fortunate. And we we had a contingency plan for if Chunky Feces had discovered <laughs> the island. I don't know if Chunky Feces was looking for it or if we were just like, ah, no, that would be the well, worst. There was, that, there was that triumvirate. It was Werebear, El Vibrato, and one other player whose name I'm forgetting, who each had one third of the like key. And they just happened to give them all to El Vibrato to see what would happen, but it could have gone any any of the three ways. Yeah, no, I don't. Where Bear Island would have been okay. <laughs> I think it would have probably had a different flavor to it. MC Face says, <clears throat> or just Muck Face. Uh, the image for handful of walnuts is a bowl of chopos, a bowl with chopsticks in it. That seems like a tricky <laughs> way to eat walnuts. You no, just have I mean, weird looking hands. No, those the the chopsticks are actually the uh, the the tines of a nutcracker. Yeah, the tines. Yeah, of nutcracker. that's just been put in the bowl upside down yeah. to offend Chinese people. <laughs> um, Samish Du says, "Hey guys, have any of you received job offers for other video games due to your excellent work on the Kingdom?" I mean, we got so indirectly yes because word realms work. word realms got into in the indicade festival as a jury selection which i think was just somebody taking pity on us because they liked kingdom of loathing and then they actually, that, i think i think that that there are people in the world who like word realms I, it, it, it is a fun game people like it mm. it's just not like the tier of of goodness that you would want it to be okay i'm not it's not like a four quadrant success story right because you don't all right so the four quadrants are the four quadrants are moms 
tweens, cool dudes, and idiots. So okay. I think that Word Realms... Are, are you making this up or is this a real Word thing? Realms, I made it up recently. Word, okay. Word Realms is a game for idiots. Um, what? So you don't... I, sorry. It's a bad game. Anyone who likes it is an idiot. <laughs> wow. I'm sorry. I love you, fans. You are the uh, you are the the worst spokesperson for uh, a product that you were at least partially involved with. <laughs> yeah, I would definitely characterize myself as having been partially involved with that. <laughs> Ugh. God. Some of Riff's writing was good. <laughs> some of it. Some of it. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. Somewhat. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um. But that that being in the festival got us that contract gig that we're now like working on a second phase of. So theoretically, like everything might catch fire at any moment with that. Yeah. Or uh, like, seriously, I wish I wish that I could tell you with the confidence that I had a week ago (laughs) or the confidence that I had a week before that, that the commercial release of this game was actually going to happen so that you'd. You, our loyal KOL fans, would be able to buy Master Swords, the game that we made for Amplify Entertain, Amplify Education, Amplify, Amplify Educate, Edutainment. Yep. Uh, on on the iOS App Store, but I just I have no idea it's actually going to happen. Yep. We might just do all the work and not get paid. That's yeah. a thing that might happen. That's a that's a that's a little nerve wracking, as far as we know. <clears throat> it's not going to be that big of a deal if it. Ha- we're not going to be like fucked if it happens. It'll be real sad. Yep. Uh, I wonder if they would give us the ability to sell it ourselves if we built it out oh huh yeah i don't know yeah i I, like i'm not interested in competing in that market but if there was a thing that was just already there i wouldn't like not sell it on that basis i wouldn't make a game for that platform right specifically um let's see Uh, let's do a couple more Psyche says, how would you guys explain KOL to someone who is curious and interested but totally unfamiliar with RPGs? This is a hot stuff question, because I just wouldn't. Curious and interested, but not into RPGs? Is that, is that what the question was? Yes. Or not fam- not into or not familiar with? Not familiar with. So you can't use any of the... You can't just say role-playing game and have them understand it? I mean, you could explain You could explain the concept of role-playing, right? Like, you, like you well, have... Could you, though? Because, I mean... You you have a character. You have, like... like uh, Presumably, they have read a novel or seen a TV show, right? Yeah. Where there you are, are... They are aware that there is an invention called television, <laughs> and on this invention, they show shows. Uh, so, like, you are taking on the role of a character in a fantasy kingdom. Uh, in this kingdom, it is... There, you know, all kinds of sort of ridiculous things happen, and there's a sort of narrative arc where you're trying to uh, defeat the naughty sorceress, and you go through all of these adventures along the way. Um, but it's, you know, it's mostly just a, it's just an excuse to have a bunch of jokes, mm-hmm. right? Like that's that's kind of how I would describe it. I think my my usual go to is choose your own adventure books because right. most people tend to at least know what that is, even if they weren't hugely into them. So I will often tell people that it is like Oregon trail, except that is, that is getting slowly less effective as everyone who has ever played Oregon trail (laughs) dies. Dies of dysentery. (laughs) (laughs) Foggy says, I was listening to a podcast from last December. 
Oh, this was actually fairly recent. Uh, and you were discussing an ad that I distinctly remember and somebody else may have already told you about. It was for AT&T starring a guy from HBO's Not Necessarily the News. And it ends with, you're not dealing with AT&T. I am now. Here's the link. And it finally helped me learn the actual phrase. And then he links to it. And it's the one where the guy is trying to call Phoenix and reaches Fiji. And the person who answers the phone keeps picking it up and saying, Bula Vinaka Beachside. Bula Vinaka Beachside. So beachside makes sense. So that's like, it's like some island somewhere, right? Yeah. Bula Vinaka. B-U-L-A-V-I-N-A-K, which I think is just a place in Fiji. Oh, in Fiji. Yeah. Ah, that makes Because the joke was that if you're not using AT&T, your call gets routed to Fiji when you're trying to call (laughs) Phoenix, which that does not seem like a thing that ever happened to anyone. Right. Uh, But uh, thank thank you for spelling that name out because that's been baffling me for my entire life. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's good. And I did, I did find this after one of the times that I talked about it, but uh, I appreciate, I appreciate foggy reminding me. Um, I also appreciate foggy serving me a delicious fucking steak a couple of weeks ago and being uh, super professional and super friendly. Everyone who goes to Phoenix should go eat at, I don't remember the name of the restaurant, but it's good. <laughs> we should go get a pizza. We should go get a pizza. Um, I hope that uh, I hope that this uh, episode of uh, the Kingdom of Loathing podcast has been entertaining for people. And I'm sorry, nerds, that I didn't answer any of your serious nerd questions. But maybe next week, or maybe not. Maybe this is our format for oh, now. Let's on. just we could mix everything in all together. It'll be fine. Okay. Uh, guys, uh, thanks for recording this episode with me. I've had a great time. Listeners, make a hamburger out of farts. Have a great week, everybody. Good night.